Welcome to Biodiversity Bites, proudly brought to you by the New South Wales Government's Saving Our Species program. Hey, Katie. Hi there. I got another joke for you. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) What do bats do for fun? I'm not sure. Tell me. Acrobatics. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very funny. But far from funny, most of us have a very different image of bats. Think, you know, Halloween costumes, blood-sucking vampires, and then, you know, viruses spread by bats as well, right? Yeah, that's right. And we're going to dispel these common misconceptions and look at why bats should be seen more as a friend than a foe. They're really pretty fascinating creatures when you think about it, just the fact that some of them can actually use echolocation to navigate their way around. Being able to see with their ears rather than their eyes really is quite impressive. So it's amazing how they use sound waves and echoes to work out not only where objects are in space, but even their size, shape, and texture. And it doesn't stop there. Bats have so many incredibly interesting facts about them. In fact, right off the bat, I think it's quiz time. (laughs) I saw where you were going with that one. Nice. (laughs) That's one bat pun for you. I've got to come up with one now. (laughs) All right. So here we go. Which of the following is not true? A, microbats' heart rate can be up to 1,000 beats a minute. B, they're the only mammals that can fly. C, baby bats are called cubs. Or D, they can fly up to 160 kilometers an hour. Wow, okay. I've got to say A, microbats' heart's beating at 1,000 beats a minute. I just That's, that's a heart attack to me. So, yeah, I'm going to say no, they can't do that. Well, surprisingly, they can. So what? if you imagine, yes. So a resting human heartbeat is 60 to 100 beats a minute. So that is about 10 times that. So it's understandable that it's hard to imagine that they can beat that quickly, but they wow. do. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And they are the only mammals that can fly. So that's true. And they can fly up to 160 kilometers an hour. So the one that is not true is that baby bats, they're not called cubs. They're actually called pups. Pups. Wow. Okay. Yeah, right. They're the most widely distributed mammal on the earth. There are over a thousand species of bat in the world, and over 90 of those are found in Australia. Now, a lot of you might know that there are two types of bats out there, megabats and microbats. Microbats, as the name describes, are tiny, like even as small as your thumb. Most microbats are insectivorous, and they eat insects using echolocation, like we talked about earlier. And megabats are larger, like the flying fox, and they eat fruit and nectar. Yes, and these bats pollinate flowers of over 50 native trees, so pretty impressive. And in addition to pollinating, the megabats are also important seed dispersers, especially for plants that are in the rainforest, because they can fly really long distances, spreading the seeds of the fruits that they've been munching on. Did you know that megabats spread seeds of over 300 species of fruit? 300 species. Well, I'm very impressed. No, (laughs) I could pretend to know, but no, I didn't. No, (laughs) That's a big fruit salad. That's a very big fruit salad. So thanks to the bats, we have yummy foods like mango and even chocolate. Wow. Okay. Yeah, right. And what about microbats? (laughs) Do we have anything to be thankful for about them and their insect diet? I don't eat insects. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, how we benefit from microbats is that they eat bugs that bug us, like mosquitoes, which is great for us. And they also eat agricultural pests. And we're not talking small amounts here. Microbats can eat up to as much as 40% of their own body weight in a single night. This could be up to several hundred insects per hour. <laughs> wow, if I ate 40% of my own body weight, I'd be very uncomfortable. <laughs> we actually explored this a little bit more in a previous episode when we spoke to an ecologist. She taught us that microbats are eating pests that destroy crops like cotton and grapes. And so, you know, essentially we have bats to thank for us having clothes on our back and wine in our glasses, obviously drinking responsibly. So if you want to find out more about that, we'll put a link in the show notes. And that episode's really all about threatened connections and how, you know, again, biodiversity and flora and fauna are actually really, you know, interwoven with a lot of our lives. Yes, absolutely. And speaking of threatened, we have about 34 bat species in New South Wales, but unfortunately, 18 of these are listed as threatened or some are thought to be extinct. Yeah, well. Wow. So some of the main threats, they include just human activities getting electrocuted on power lines, tangled up in barbed wire, and net netting that isn't wildlife safe. Climate change, it rears its ugly head again with more severe weather events that can impact on them. Uh, cats, like people leaving their cats out at night. And one of the main problems is habitat loss. So most of our microbats roost in hollows in large old trees. There's an initiative called Bats in Backyards where you can actually survey microbats on your property by recording echolocation calls. And if you're interested in getting involved, you can register online. And for more information on these initiatives and others and how to get involved, we'll include links in the show notes. But Katie, what if I don't live near a flying fox colony or don't have property with bats? What can I do to help these cryptic creatures? Yeah, well, there's heaps of things you can do for all kinds of bats. Some of the main ones are, where possible, keep all large trees on your property. And this even includes dead trees because they're also habitat for those microbats we were talking about. Also, keep your cats inside at night. Make sure all fruit netting has small holes so they don't get tangled up on it. And just minimize using barbed wire. It's not just the bat survival that is at stake here. A study showed that protecting a single bat, the gray-headed flying fox, would benefit over a hundred threatened species. So when you save the bats, you're also saving threatened plant, bird, and mammal species at the same time. And of course, increasing awareness that these misunderstood animals aren't the villains we make them out to be, but are actually vital to the health of our environment. So please share the bat love and share this podcast with your friends and family. This podcast has been produced by Grow Love Project with support from the New South Wales Government's Saving Our Species program. To hear more episodes, make sure to subscribe on your favourite podcast player. And for more information about the Saving Our Species program, visit savingourspecies.online slash podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>